Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the first book of Kings, that is Perak Yud Aleph, uh, chapter 11 of Melachim Aleph. This is Saul Weinreb, the host of the podcast. Thank you for coming back to study with us today. And today <coughs> we read of the unfortunate um, decline of King Solomon and the unfortunate end of what was otherwise an incredibly productive and illustrious career as king of United Israel. The, uh, we pointed out when we studied chapter 10 together how Shlomo had seemed to have achieved, and this was typified and uh, brought out by the uh, encounter between the Queen of Sheba and King Solomon, that he seemed to have achieved that uh, level at which he could be both wealthy and successful materially in this world on the one hand, and on the other hand, remain faithful to God, remain wise, remain just, remain righteous, remain uh, a, a appropriate ruler for the people of Israel, spreading that message of God to others around the world. As, for example, Queen of Sheba herself learned that lesson from him when he came. However, we then continued to read how Shlomo made the three mistakes which are delineated in the clear instructions be given to the kings of Israel, the future kings of Israel in the book of Deuteronomy, <coughs> which were not to accumulate too much wealth and not, not to build up their military with horses too much because of the inherent dangers that lie in those issues. The third thing that uh, kings, future kings are warned against is having too many wives for that will potentially draw his heart away from God and to, to indulging into other things which would take him away from the mission that he should have as a true king. And that is what we're about to read in this chapter <coughs> at how Shlomo made this mistake as well, having thus made all three mistakes that the kings were warned against and despite for a time th seeming like he would get away with it and remain steady and remain faithful to God, nonetheless, he fell to these temptations and turned away from God near the end of his life in a very unfortunate way. So let's see. This is chapter 11. We're going to read about this right now. Yamelach Shlomo and the King Solomon. Ahav noshim nochriot rabot. He loved many foreign women. Viet Bat Paro and the daughter of Paro. So the daughter of Paro, the, the daughter of the, of the Pharaoh of Egypt, was, seems to have been his primary wife the entire time. She's always mentioned alone. The others are mentioned as part of a group. Moaviot, of the many women that he loved, many of them were Moabites, Ammoniot, Ammonite women, Adomiot, Edomite women, Sedoniot, from Sidon, from Tyre, Chitiot, uh, or Hittites, uh, the, the, the Tyrian women were also what we would now know today as Phoenician uh, uh, descent uh, from, the, from that um, ethnicity. Specifically from those nations which God had instructed the people of Israel. <coughs> do not intermarry with them. Do not let them join you. Because God knew that their particular brands of worship, their, their style, their lifestyle, their opinions, their 
their um, philosophies were, were contrary and opposite to what God was trying to teach the people of Israel to teach the world. Their polytheistic, paganistic, and um, corrupt practices were exactly what God did not want the people of Israel to to know from and God knew that should they intermarry this would be a way to bring those corrupt influences into the people of Israel and take them away from their mission their mission which is to bring ethical monotheism to the world God instructed them not to because if they do they will turn your hearts away from God and towards their gods nonetheless Shlomo in his love for these women he attached himself to these women he had 700 wives and an additional concubine 300 and sure enough these women turned his heart away from God. By Yehil ate Ziknat Shlomo, and it was as Shlomo became older, Nashav Hitu at Levavo, his wives did turn his heart away, Achareel him, Achirim, away from God and towards these other gods. And his heart was no longer complete, was no longer devoted to God, the Lord his God, Kilavav David Aviv, as King David's heart was always devoted towards God. And uh, to the extent of which Vayelach Shlomo Achare Ashtoret Shlomo went and worshipped the god of Ashtoret, Halavayatzidotzidonim, uh, who was the god of the uh, Tyrian women, the women from Sidon, from Sidon, Yacharim Milkom, and his heart was turned after Milkom, who was Shikutz Amonim, the abomination of the people of Ammon. Vayat Shlomo Harabe Ene Adonai, and Shlomo did evil and bad in the eyes of God. And he was not complete and whole um, following God as David, as David his father was. <coughs> so, and this occurred near the end of Shlomo's life. And it, and it gets worse. And Shlomo built an altar to Chemosh, who was the abomination of the Moabites. This was the third god. So Shlomo was running after several of these gods. Chmosh, the abomination of Moab, Bahar, on the mountain Asher al-Pnei opposite Jerusalem. Ula Molech, and to Molech, who was the Shikutz Pnei Amon, who was the abomination of the people of Amon. So, so, and Molech, we know, was, was, involved, was worshipped through child sacrifice. Just these awful, awful... Um, uh, practices and abominations that that involved uh, corruption and 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 terrible uh, uh, sacrificial practices, human sacrifice, and and just just bad stuff. Shlomo got involved in building these these bamot, these uh, houses of worship, just opposite the house, the temple of God in Jerusalem. And not only that. This is what he did for all of the foreign wives, each one coming from different places with different practices and different gods. He supported all of them in their worship of bringing incense and, and sacrifices to their gods. And God became very angry with, with Solomon, with Shlomo. Because his heart had turned away from God, the Lord of Israel, who had shown himself twice, who had spoken with Shlomo twice. 
And he had already commanded him very carefully, very clearly, he had commanded him regarding this issue, not to turn towards other gods. And he did not keep that which God had commanded him. This is interesting here because one, one interesting fact about Shlomo is we do see that God spoke to him twice. Um, uh, the first time when Shlomo, uh, uh, when God asked Shlomo what he wanted and Shlomo asked for wisdom, and that was early on in his career. And then later, when after Shlomo said his prayer at the dedication of the temple, God accepted Shlomo's prayer. Both times, of course, God warned him to be faithful to, to God's commandments. Now, what we don't find with Shlomo, which makes him different from, pretty, from all the other kings, both the Israelite and the Judahite kings that are to follow throughout this book, and King Saul and King David that preceded him, they all had prophets. They all had someone else who was the one who conveyed God's words and commandments to them. Shlomo did not. Now, this is just something to think about. Shlomo, God spoke to him twice, and we'll see soon a third time. But there was no prophet in Shlomo's government, at least none that we find mentioned throughout his life and career. One wonders if this was, a, a, one gets the feeling that this was a sort of an arrogance on the part of Shlomo. Shlomo arrogantly chose to violate the three rules given to the kings of Israel, the rules about too much wealth, too many horses, too many wives, because he thought that he himself was above the temptations that everyone else, yeah, everyone else will fall to those temptations, but not me. And he was so confident in his own relationship with God that he didn't seek the objectivity that another person would bring to the table, another person who's a representative of God. Sometimes if someone else is your teacher, he can show you and he can show you things that you yourself don't notice because in your own arrogance, in your own um, a selfishness, you don't see your own flaws. And a prophet, a teacher, someone else who has a relationship with God would have been so important. But over here, it specifically mentions here, by Shlomo's mistake, it mentions that God himself had appeared to him twice, in his entire career twice. But had he had a prophet, he would have been hearing and listening to the lessons of God the entire time. It's almost as if he chose this, although you don't see it anywhere in the text. It's just a sense and a feeling that one gets. Now, if we continue in chapter 11, Now God, for a third time, says to Shlomo Solomon, He speaks with him and says as follows, Because this, this, in other words, this behavior that we just listed, is with you, and you have not kept my covenant, you have not kept my agreements, you have not kept my laws, that I did command you, I am going to tear the kingdom away from you, and I'm going to give it to one of your servants. But I'm not going to do it while you're alive. Because of the promise I made to David, I told him that his son would be a king over the entire Israel. So I'm going to keep that promise. So during your lifetime, you will remain a king over united Israel. But from your son, I am going to tear it away. God had said this in his warnings many times. If you keep the rules, then you maintain the kingdom. If you don't, then you don't. However, I will not take away the entire kingdom. I will shave But one tribe I will give your children. So your descendants will remain 
kings over one of the tribes. In order to keep the promise I made with David, my servant, and because of Jerusalem that I have chosen, I'm not going to take that entire thing away. There will be one, one of the tribes will remain, and your descendants will remain king over that one tribe, which we, of course, will find out is the tribe of Judah, the tribe from which Shlomo uh, Solomon comes, that his own native tribe, <coughs> um, the one that will remain, but the rest will be taken away from you and because of your behavior. And at this point, everything starts to unravel. Shlomo, who had been a king with peace and all of his borders, that peace only lasted so long. And the peace began to unravel and enemies started to pop up. So God made a, a satan, an, an adversary to Shlomo, to Solomon. And who was that? It Hadad Adomi. Hadad the Edomite. Mizera Hamelach Hub Edom. He was... <coughs> It, among the Edomites, he was one of the royal family. Okay, now the, the verses go and give us a little bit of history. And it was when David was in Edom. Remember, David waged war against the Edomites. When Yoav, who was David's general, uh, went to Edom, in order to bury the, the, those that had died in battle against Edom. Bayach calls Edom, and at that time, he struck down and got killed all of the males, all of the men of Edom. For six months, Yoav waged war um, and uh, against the Edomites. until all of the males in Edom had been killed. This was the battle, which was ongoing, when David sent Uriah to. to to his death in order to marry Bathsheba, who was Shlomo's father. So this, this battle was a place where the sins of Shlomo's family were, were evident, where those sins were reminded, people were reminded of those origins, that sin that could have been and was, was erased to some degree at least with the, with the genuine and true repentance that David had done, but the reminders of it are still still lingering. And now the enemy is, of course, going to come from the remnants of that battle. Because what happened then? Adad, who, and his men, and other Edomite men, they were able to escape right? Other men from the servants of Hadad, you know, of, of Adad's father, who was the king of Edom. They escaped to Egypt. Hadad at the time Hadad was a young boy. Midian Paran. They left uh, um, Midian and they came eventually to Paran. Paran and some men from Paran joined them. So there was a group of men, a group of people. Eventually they came to Egypt, El Paro to Paro, the king of Egypt. And he gave him food. He gave him a place to live, Amarlo, uh, and uh, that that he assigned. In other words, food that that he set aside and told his people to supply them with food. and he gave him land so that he can live and make a living under the auspices of the Egyptians. Interestingly, Hadad and Paro liked Hadad. He liked him very much. and he had him marry into the royal family by giving. <coughs> 
his as a wife, his wife's sister, his sister-in-law, who was Achot Tachpenes Hagvira. The queen Tachpenes, who was Paro's wife, had a sister who was given to Hadad as a wife. So Hadad was now a member of the or married into the royal family, which means that Hadad's wife was also the aunt of Shlomo's wife. So Paro was uh, connected through marriage both with Hadad, who is about to become, in a minute we'll see, Shlomo's chief enemy, and also uh, the, the uh, Paro was, was, so Paro was allied both with Shlomo and Hadad, with both sides. Um, uh, the sister of Tachpenes, right, gave birth to Genuvat, who became Hadad's son, but Tigmeleu Tachpenes Pitokpes Paro, and this Tachpenes was raised and born in the house of Paro, by Genuvat Beit Paro Betokpenes Paro, and Genuvat <coughs> became, and it's remained in, and was raised in Pharaoh's house among the children of Pharaoh himself. Hadad Shoma, and then Hadad heard Bimitraim in Egypt, Kishachab Davidim Avutov, that David died and passed away. Vichimate Yoav Saratzava and his enemy Yoav had died, the, the, the king, the um the general. Bayomar Hadad al Paro Shalcheni Velakartsi, send me, I want to go back home to Edom, to my homeland. Bayomar Lo Paro. And Paro said, What are you missing here with me? You have a great life here. You have everything you need. You want to go back to your land. And he said, He says, No, I don't want to stay here. I understand. I appreciate everything. Um, but please send me home. I want to go home. So, so, so Hadad is now an enemy of, of Shlomo because of, of course what Shlomo's family had done to Hadad's entire country, devastated their country, and Hadad set himself up back in Edom because now we see Shlomo's kingdom starting to fall apart because of the deeds, because Shlomo is not paying attention to his true myth and mission and is going off following other gods. Vayakem Elohim lo satan esrezon ben el and then another enemy that God set up for Shlomo, so not just on the south the Edomites, which would have been the southern, the southeastern flank, but this is going up towards the north, the northeastern flank, which would be in the area of more or less where Syria, modern Syria is today, at the Rizon ben El Yedah, another enemy named Rizon, the son of El Yedah, Asher Barach Me'et Hadad Ezer Melech Tsova Adonav. He had run from Hadad Ezer, who was the king of Tsova. That was originally his master. And he gathered men around him. And he became the, a, a chief in charge of, uh, of, of a group of soldiers. Baharog David Osam. And he was there when David had killed them, had David had waged war against them. So he also had reason to be an enemy of Shlomo because of revenge against his father David. And they went after that defeat on the, at the hands of David, they went to Damascus and they settled there. And they became uh, established a kingdom in Damascus. And this man, Israel, he became an enemy to Israel all the days of Shlomo. And uh, and this was in addition to the trouble that Hadad, which was from Edom, was causing. And they hated Israel. They they 
caused problems for Israel, and he became king over Aram, Aramea, Aram, which is which comprises the area where Damascus was. So here we have Shlomo's kingdom starting to fall apart. Here we have the people from uh, from two places causing enemies, uh, uh, becoming enemies to Shlomo as a result of his neglecting his mission to live the life that God had commanded him to do. Uh, we will continue our study in the next podcast of the rest of this chapter 11 of the, the end of Shlomo's kingdom and the death of Shlomo, which we'll read about in the next in the next podcast together. Thank you so much for studying this together with me. Looking forward to finishing this chapter and the entire book of Kings together. Have a wonderful day.